Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Learn English with Football show, which is broadcast every Monday live here on Teachers Denek. That's me, YouTube channel. And as always, I've got fantastic guests. And as always, we cannot talk about the Premier League. We're going to review the um, the rounds that has just happened. So this is game week four. We're talking about game week four. And my guests today are none other than Nrup. Hi, Nrup. Welcome back to the show. Hi there, Nick. Thank you. It's been a while. It's been a I've while. Been you're actually, you're, you've been on holiday. You, right now, you're actually in India, yeah. aren't you? Yes, I am. Cool. And cool. it's almost midnight over here. Back and to yeah, your hometown. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's great to be back over here after three years. I'm so happy. That's M Mumbai, yeah? Yeah, that's the, the city. city. The city. Mm -hmm. Great. Welcome back, Nrup. And uh, we should also show your Instagram account. So Nrup is um, a medical student. So he's going to become a doctor one day, guys. So um, obviously he's he's looking for future leads on his Instagram account once he starts his office. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Y you can add Nrup in case of emergency, I guess. Nrup, yeah? <laughs> Anytime. Okay, fantastic. And uh, of course, we have Clive here as well. Hi, Clive. Welcome back to. Good evening to you, Janik, and hi, Nrup. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to be back. Thank you. It's always good to have you back. And this is Clive's YouTube channel, Green Street Elites. And uh, you've recently told me that you've had um, a very interesting guest on your show. Could you Could you tell us who it was? Yes, indeed. Uh, yesterday, uh, I've, I've been chatting with this gentleman for some weeks now through uh, WhatsApp messaging. Um, and yesterday, I invited him onto a live stream after the game for like a, a reaction. Uh, Craig Forrest, one of our ex-goalkeepers. Um, oh. He was with us at around about the same time, well, at exactly the same time as guys like Frank Lampard Jr., Joe Cole, Michael Carrick. Rio Ferdinand, Paolo Di Canio, Trevor Sinclair. So he's played with a lot of very, very high class and top draw players. Um, and he is such a nice guy. Had a really good 40 minute you know, chat with him yesterday. Learned some things about him and his career and got some um, reaction from, you know, from yesterday's game. So, uh, yeah, it was really, really nice, really enjoyable. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that was, brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. I'm happy for you, mate. And Thank if you, you guys want to watch this interview that Clive did on his channel on Greenstead Elites, then head over to oh, his. It was yeah? actually uh, that that was actually on West Ham Random, um, because uh, Craig Forrest is a Canadian, um, uh, okay. and um, West Ham Random was is peach's channel and as you know peach passed away a few weeks ago um so as a tribute to him and as a mark of respect i did the first meeting with craig on west ham random okay so this so, is another channel so you have to yeah. guys you have to find west ham random if you want to watch this interview so i'm gonna just post it as a comment west ham random this is it and there you will find it as amongst the latest videos i assume Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most recent, yep. Okay, excellent. Um, okay, that's uh, that's great. Um, 
And we are going to have one more guest today, uh, Leon Tess, um, the Manchester United fan. He's just going to be a little bit late. So um, this is uh, Leon Tess's YouTube channel, Mr. Henry Cares. Very interesting channel. Check it out for sure as well. Okay, guys, it has been a very, very eventful season so far. And the last, the, the latest round was really cool, I thought. A lot of interesting things happened. So mm -hmm. let's, let's get into that. And as always, we're going to start with the matches of the football fans that we've got here. Um, so we've got Clive, a West Ham fan. We've got Nrup an Arsenal fan, and then later we will be joined by Leontes, a Manchester United fan. So um, let's, let's go into the Arsenal match first. So Nrup, Arsenal managed, managed to win 2-1 two, two against Fulham at home. Not the easiest, not the easiest uh, game, but uh, we pulled it off in the end. So how did you see that? Uh, I'm really impressed with the way we fought, with the way we came back against a team which drew against, <clears throat> which drew against uh, Wolves and Liverpool. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really proud of the boys. Uh, I was really shocked by that uh, mistake from Gabriel Jesus, but then later. No, 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 not Gabriel Jesus. Gab Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Come on. We I'm now have two Gabriels at Gabriel Arsenal. Now, so. yeah. <laughs> Three. We have three now, Martinelli, oh, Martinelli Jesus, as well. Yeah. And, yeah, so yeah. it's a, it's so a team of Gabriel Gabriels. We have three Gabriels. Exactly. Yeah. So the one that made the mistake so, that was yeah. uh, that was Gabriel, the defender, the, the defender. center back. Yeah. So what did, what happened to him? What and, did he do uh, then? Yeah, well, he had the ball, and then Mitrovic, the big man Mitrovic, he took the ball away, and then he scored an easy goal. I mean, yeah. kudos to Mitrovic. He was a, he, he played. He had a good game in there, and uh, yeah, I think the comebacks by Odegaard, great leadership skills. I think he was pitch perfect, hmm. just the player that we wanted. Yeah. Odegaard is in top form. Odegaard is in top form. So we man we managed to turn it round. So was it one nil for Fulham in half time? Is that what what the score line was? I think so, right? No, I think it was zero zero. I think if there was three goals, and they scored. They scored right after the half time. Okay, I see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a bit. Of, it came came to me as a bit of a shock when it happened because I thought Arsenal were amazing in that match. The scoreline does not yeah, reflect. Think... The scoreline does not reflect how Arsenal played in that game. True. Uh, yeah, I think we had all the possession. We had pretty good passes. We we had lots of shots, but then yeah, like I said. Uh, our attack wasn't that great, but then thanks to Fulham's defense, I think it was a nice, fair, equal, equal game in my opinion. Yeah. Mm. Did you did you see did you see the game, Clive? Or not? Um, no, I have only seen some of the highlights as well because mm -hmm. um, yesterday was quite a blur for me after the West Ham game. I must admit, um, but. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm reliably informed by two of my friends that live locally that uh, Arsenal were dominant and that they showed signs of being uh, capable of a lot more than they actually did. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't see an awful lot of it. Um, but uh, Jesus doesn't seem to be 
hitting the ground running like he did on in the first week, does he? I don't think that's fair. I think he, he is putting a, a real shift at Arsenal and he attracts a lot of attention and you, you would have to see him in those he's games. He's being actually, outmarked, yeah. really. That's that's the problem, I think. He's yeah, being yeah, but, you know, overly marked. You know what I mean? That's one yeah, of the problems. I think, I think but, he was marked well, but I think the problem should be on Saka. I think you should be talking about Saka than Jesus. Jesus, he played well, I think. He, yeah, I'm he not saying he played badly. I'm just saying that he, he, he doesn't seem to have the same impact that he had in the first game of the of the season. He just seems to have he kind he's kind of leveled out and he's 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 producing a consistent level of performance. Whereas in the first week he was exceptional. Exceptional. And you know, kind of when you see that in a player, you kind of want more. You know? Um I mean, I'm not saying that Jesus is, is not good because he is clearly. Um, he, in my opinion, he's probably the best player that Arsenal have got right now. Um, but that's my own personal opinion. Now. But um, I just feel that he's levelled off a little. That's all. He's just I, the off. way I see the way I see it is that, that he's just he's just getting more attention from the defense, from the opposition's defense, and everybody knows about him. But that could be a good thing because then. Uh, that could create space for other players, right? I yeah. I think personally that he's doing a great job and he's a real fighter. And it's not only about goals and assists, it's about the, the impact he has brought into the club. Mm -hmm. he, he's a winner. He's a born winner. He came he yeah. came from Manchester City, you know. Yeah. I mean, and clearly you got, guys watch him a lot closer yeah. than I do. He's got um, this... You know, I'm, as I said, I've only watched some of the highlights and so... Really and truly, I suppose my assessment isn't really uh, fully backed up by, you know, complete knowledge, if you like. You know, it's just, it's an assumption more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And what, what do you think? Um, would you would you lean towards what Clive is saying or do you agree with me that um, Je Gabriel Jesus is was great in this match as well? I think I agree with you more. Because I mean, it's just the fourth game, and you have to remember, uh, he's not a poacher. He's more of a forward, so he can play on the wing if you need. He can play as a proper nine if you need. But yeah, mm. I mean, we we play with four as an attack, and yeah, it's a collective game. I, what what an impact he must be having in the dressing room as well. Like it's it's. Yeah. Apparently, he was uh, accepted by Arteta um, amongst one of the leaders of the club immediately as well. Yeah, imagine that coming to mm -hmm. a completely new club, a brand new club, and they yeah. make you, they put you in the in the leadership group. That doesn't yeah. always happen, right? Yeah, um, but I mean, even as a Manchester City player, he, he showed leadership qualities. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so you know you don't lose that, and you don't gain that overnight. You know, it's something that you develop over many years of playing the game. Um, right. So, you know, he, he, he really does actually have that leadership quality about him anyway. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I'm not being disrespectful about him because I think he's probably yeah. the best player that Arsenal have had uh, in the last sort of maybe four or five years. Um, and, you know, by, by some margin, you know, and I don't mean to be disrespectful by saying that either. Um you know, Saka's a great player and, yep. you know, 
Aubameyang, he was a bit of a letdown for you guys, and so too was Lacazette, he was a bit of a letdown. I mean, they were great on their day, but how often did they have their day? Whereas Jesus is consistently at a level that you can accept his level of performance and his level of yeah. commitment, you know, and he doesn't let off, you know, that, that is a good thing about him. He, Absolutely. Yeah. And he's going to get those goals. Don't don't worry about him. He's going to get indeed, those goals in at least. It's going to come because he's playing around fantastic some other fantastic players. Exactly that. And, you know, I mean, yeah. he, if he doesn't become Arsenal's next Ian right, then there's got to be something wrong, you know, in the club yeah. because he's got the potential to do that and he's got the ability right. to do that as well. That's right. You know, he could be your next, you know, crown-wearing striker, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rupi, yeah. you mentioned Odegaard and Saka. And you know what I heard today on one of the podcasts? I heard that uh, their partnership is really developing. Apparently, Odegaard found Saka 15 times. Yeah, he passed the ball to him 15 times. And Saka passed the ball back to Odegaard 12 times, which I think it's quite... These are quite extraordinary numbers for a game. Wow. So what, what exactly. do you think about I mean... that? I think I'm 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 not surprised. By the same time, I'm surprised by the way Arsenal has changed because I remember having Pepe on that right side and he was always alone. And no one would no one would pass to him. And even if someone did, he would always dispose us. He was always isolated from the rest of the team. And exactly. now we have Saka on the right side, and then you have Odegaard who connects with the team. I think I think it's a fantastic, I think it's a fantastic lineup. Yeah. Odegaard was the player of the match as well, deservedly so. He he uh, scored the equaliser, but not only that, he was for me the way I saw him play. It reminded me because um, before the Arsenal match, there was the City game, and it reminded me of the way Kevin De Bruyne plays. He always looks for some incisive passes. He always he always thinks outside the box, and he's just he's just the right he's just the right number ten. He's just it's incredible that his brain, he, I can now see maybe at first there were some uh, Arsenal fans who were a bit skeptical about him and about their role in the team. But now I can now totally see why everybody uh, saw all that potential in him as, as, as a playmaker. Because yeah. he's, mm. he's showing it. He's showing you. it with his, he, the way yeah. he just, he looks for those passes. All you need is then players who connect with you and then, then you just pass the ball in that pocket and whoever it is, Saka, Jesus, Martinelli, there is threat from every single side now at Arsenal. This is what I love about them. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm in love with the team. And, and, and that's great. That's great to hear as well, because it's been a while since you guys have actually yeah. been really satisfied with the Arsenal setup, the, the squad. And, and yeah, the players, absolutely. you know. So it's really nice to hear that that you have kind of accepted the the plan, you know, and and um, that you're happy with the current squad. That's good to hear because you don't. I haven't heard that for a while from any Arsenal fans. Yeah. To be honest. The thing is, like some people point out that it was an easy running. Yeah, we have got we had like easier opponents, but in the past we would not win these games. We would not. We would not have such great runs, like four yeah. game, four wins in a row. And also, it's not about the, the results only. It's about the manner of the way we played. 
Mm -hmm. it, it, we just dominated the teams and we showed so much on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think the teams that we're gonna play, the let's say the big hitters, um, or the like um, top six teams, they should fear us now. Honestly, I think they should, including Manchester City. It won't well, be. Nobody's going to be going into us. a game. Yeah, nobody's going to be going into a game against Arsenal expecting to win anymore. That's for sure. Um, you know, I mean, like certain teams like Man City and stuff, they're now going to look at you and go, actually, these are a viable threat. Exactly. You know, exactly. and uh, what what I wouldn't want to see too much is uh, too much hype around how well Arsenal are doing at the moment because it would kind of detract from how well you're doing. It would be more about the hype around how well you're doing yeah, but if you and it would you know what i mean it would take the attention knew, away from the exact job that you guys are doing which is a, a great you know it's been a great open opening four weeks for the, the season yeah. for arsenal it's been fantastic really good really good unfortunately the hype will always be there and the expectations because this is this, this is the arsenal club we are talking about yeah. so fans yeah. fans are all fans have always been hang, hungry so it's always going to happen. And I yeah. think, Nrup, have you seen the All or Nothing series yet? I haven't. And I'm, you have I'm to see it. To, I'm waiting to. It's incredible, yeah, man. You have to see it. You know, I think, in my humble opinion, after watching this, now I, I can now see why the relationship between Arteta and the fans and the team, why it has changed so much. I know it's the... the the first four wins is a contributing factor to that. But it's not just that. Like, because in that TV show, by the way, which is available on Amazon, you guys can see how Arteta works with the team. It's it's like um, you, have, you get all this inside information from the dressing room and mm -hmm. uh, it's just like camera it's, on it's the wall. It's actually a part of a series of, of programs is. that they've done yeah. with other teams as well i mean tottenham have done it and i think um city city and i think mm. barca and real madrid are in okay. the process of recording as well at the moment and that um i haven't watched any of them i have to be honest with you um but then i think i think with that kind of reality tv type thing which is that that falls right into that category uh, yeah. I find reality TV um, kind of false and not very honest. If I'm tr if I'm being mm. honest, I yeah. think you know they play up to the cameras. You know, certain things yeah. aren't discussed in front of the cameras. Um, certain things are discussed in front of the cameras that you wouldn't expect, and things like that. So I kind of find there to be a little bit of um, you know, skept I'm skeptical about those programs, so I won't watch them. You know, yeah. um, and, and but you know, I've been told that there's been some really good information and, and stuff yeah. in them. But no, absolutely. But you can't. They I, I can't. You can't really lie about this much because we all saw those matches. We we all knew those results happened, and when when they show the disappointment after a lo after losing a match or after when we didn't make top four at the end, it's mm -hmm. all real. It's all real. Like it's you can't. They can't oh. lie about that. You yeah, know, so no, like uh, the things that happen, red cards. They always show the player when the player goes into the dressing room after after 
um, okay. getting a red card. So that's always interesting, like how they react to that, how, uh -huh. how they feel like it's all real. And those of us that have played football, we know that this is not fake. Like I didn't see it as fake at all. And also they portrayed the, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but they portrayed the, the Obamian situation there very well as well. You know, how, how he was um, taken out of the club by Arteta. So um, I just mm. highly recommend watching that I mean, look, As I said, I haven't seen them, so I can't really mm. fully judge them. I'm kind of judging it upon other reality TV series that yeah. I've looked at. And I just, I don't know, I, I find reality TV to be just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. I understand your point of view as well, but this is football we are talking about, and just just give mm. what I will say is like give it a chance. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good one. I may, I may have a look. I may have a look. All right, all right. So next on our list is the West Ham match, Aston Villa West Ham, and uh, this is the first three points for the Hammers, Clive. So you must be you must be really uh, jubilant after that victory. Didn't come easy, did it? No, no, it didn't come easy. And yes, I am. I think relieved is more than jubilant. You know, I think yep. the relief of getting your first points of the season is highly underestimated, actually, um, amongst us guys. Because, I mean, I'm just one of tens of thousands of people that watch the team week in and week out um and you know we've all had our disappointment and sometimes anger at, at the at the at the performance levels and, and the results but yesterday we managed to work hard in the second half i mean the first half we were shoddy we were completely out of out of salt so that's the only way i can describe it yeah. We, we just weren't ready for the game. That's how it feared. And, you know, as I said on another stream, the fact that David Moyes started three of our new signings from the start. One of them was our most recent signing, Emerson Palmieri. He started after just a few days of signing. So David Moyes hasn't had this chance to do this bedding in period with him or has chosen not to do this bedding-in period with him, um, perhaps because of his, um, the, you know, his statistics and the games that he's played in, in the past. Maybe, I don't know, but it was just a refreshing that he'd started with a new formation, some new personnel. Um, but what was even more refreshing was that in, in the half-time break, he had come already come to the conclusion that this new formation wasn't working one or two of the players that he'd already brought on hadn't been doing what he required so he changed emerson palmiere for um say ben rama and yeah. i think there was another change as well and when ben rama came onto the pitch completely changed the game yeah. um i mean we talk about game changers often and you know there are plenty of them i mean we spoke about jesus he's a game changer odegaard is a game changer mm -hmm. um you know and 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 so too 
is um, sorry, Ben Rama, trust me. Yeah. The way he came on and completely took charge of the game, it was fantastic to watch. It was really, uh, really good decision from David Moyes. Yeah. Um, and, and we I... managed to get our first goal and our first three points That's of the right. season. So, mm. yeah, long Nrupa, may that continue. Nrupa, are you are you surprised that West Ham only have three points out of the first four matches? Uh, not really, because I mean, have been, we have been in that situation. So yeah, it just takes some time. And I mean, congrats to you guys today. You guys signed Paqueta for sixty million, and I think that will be a great addition to the team. And yeah, it just takes yes. time. And, you have to remember it's Moyes, so he'll stick to his ideals. It's going to take some time for him to adapt and change and you know mm. bring in some different ideas. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bit conservative, let's be honest, but at the same time like he just he just he just wants to be loyal to his players. Like it's, it's just his one of his let's say values yeah. he holds yeah. dear. And I I I respect that, but at the same time I understand why some West Ham fans have been becoming a bit impatient to say the least and um there are just very high expectations of the team right now after all those uh, all those excellent oh, not those uh, those two years of excellent performances yeah. uh, after yeah. three games of not getting a single point some fans were shouting boys out so um yeah it's good, it's good that it's good it's good that managed that west ham managed to get three Three points on the board, and um, yeah, long may long it may continue. Yes, indeed. You know, um, the other thing, of course, is that um, we've been disillusioned with David Moyes over the last four transfer windows because he's been, you know, spending minimal amount of money buying minimal number of players. Okay, with the exception of Kurt Zuma. He hasn't really pulled any trees up in the transfer market. Mm -hmm. Kurt Zuma was a little bit un, uh, under the radar. We didn't really know too much about that until it was happening. Until he kicked the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, look, as a player, there's no denying his quality. Yeah. There's no denying his performance levels and stuff. And he's been playing with some injury as well just recently. Um, uh, maybe a slight knock or a slight strain or something. But uh, he has kind of overcome that now. And yesterday, I mean, for me, yesterday, he put yesterday. in a performance that was, you know, man of the match level. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Hi, Leontes. Good to have you back. Hello, everyone. Hi, Leontes. You made it. Yeah. You made it. Fantastic. So we are talking about West Ham United right now. Have you seen any West Ham United matches or at least their highlights or anything no, like that? No, but I did see that they aren't doing as well as they did last season. Mm -hmm. Not yet, but they, they managed to win now against Aston Villa away from home. Okay. Um, so that, that, was, that was an important victory for them. And as Nrup, who has just um, left for some reason, pointed out, uh, they have just signed... I would say a statement, a statement signing. They've made a statement yeah. signing, a marquee signing. Marquee signing, yes. Yes. Uh, I think Leon, uh, sorry, um, Narup is having trouble with his uh, internet because he's actually in India at the moment, isn't he? Mm -hmm. So it could be that he's having internet problems. That's why he's dropped out. 
Um, yeah, we've, we've just signed uh, Lucas Paqueta from uh, Lyon. And yep. listen, I, I watched him in uh, in two legs when we played them in the Europa League last season. Uh, he's superb. Absolutely superb. And I really didn't think we were going to get him. Um, there was a lot of rumours that we were going to get gazumped at the last moment and that there were other teams interested. Um, and Tottenham being one of those, apparently. Um, so I'm just glad that we've got that over the line. I mean, David Moyes, we've been really upset with him over the last four windows because he's done very little. But now in this window here now, He's dangerously close to breaking FFP rules. <laughs> if we don't sell a couple of players, we're not going to be able to buy the next player that we're after because we're dangerously close to breaking How is FFP that rules. even possible? West Ham is becoming we, the, biggest over million now. the biggest spenders in the league. Would mm. you, okay, if I told you this at the beginning of the season, Clive, that you would be one of the biggest spenders in the league, I think you are now in top three or something like that. Yeah. Would you would you have believed me? I would have, I would still be laughing today. <laughs> because you know, David Moyes has, has instilled no confidence in the fan base when it comes to the transfer window. Mm. Uh he's he's given us no confidence because you know, as I said, you know, he's he brought in Jesse Lingard on loan instead of signing a striker. Um, and then didn't pursue that avenue when he went back to Manchester United. Why? Um, why didn't they do that? Why didn't I, I was surprised to see him going to Forest instead of West? Yeah, David Moyes is too. Um, he's too kind of honest for his own good in some respects. He often says in um, press conferences and stuff, "Yes, we have made certain." approaches for some players but i won't talk about those players all the time they're under contract to another club now that same thing happened when jesse lingard was on loan he was a loan player and david moyes made it perfectly clear while he was with us that he was on loan and that david moyes expressed the desire to keep him once he went back to manchester united and said to david moyes whether it was him or whether it was the press release that he put out or whatever that he wanted to fight for his place at United David Moyes then went fair enough I won't chase you why won't you chase him he clearly was a hit when he came yeah and he clearly assisted us in getting into Europe you well know, maybe he not... just wants to wants to hear that he's that player is really interested maybe yeah. maybe but David Moyes just only wants to work with players that really believe yeah. in the West Ham project and he doesn't want any players who are on the fence or just not sure about it. Yeah, it I, makes I sense think, to me, you know, he, yeah, he, you I, want to I get think, someone who is 100% convinced yeah. that they, they want I mean, to be there, you know, so. Yeah, and, and as I said, you know, he doesn't like talking about players that are under contract with anyone else. Um, and, you know, to be fair, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, Jesse Lingard made a career move that was wrong for him in this window. He went after that. <laughs> instead, he, he went after that instead of going for footballing glory. He went after the money. I'm sorry, but he did. I mean, you know, the, the reports are it's anywhere between 180 and 210k a week. 
ridiculous amount of money for a player of that age. Yeah. Um, You know, and, you know, the fact that he hasn't played much first-team football at Manchester United in the last, what, four seasons? It's got to be four seasons since he was a regular in the first team. Mm. Um, I think it was under under Van Gaal when he was a regular. Hmm? I think it was under Van Gaal that he was a regular. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that's that's what I'm saying, you know. Nottingham Forest have done this because they feel that they need a marquee signing. He's obviously and definitely their marquee signing. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, and a one-year contract, that tells you a lot as well. Well, and one interesting thing about Nottingham Forest is that obviously uh, he's only one of about how many? 16, 17, 19, 18 signings? 19. 17. Oh, 19 now, is it? 19 signings. 19. Yeah, but I did sell 11. It's like they replaced the whole team and the B team as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on Crazy, there? It? So is it, it's a bit strange because those players that managed to get back into the Premier League, are they even going to play? Well, probably not. Not some only some of them. Will, some of them won't, you know. Um, yeah, I think any any manager that takes any player under his wing or, you know, offers a contract to any player and guarantees them first-team football, I think any manager that does that Absolutely needs to have his toes chopped off because you, you how can how can you guarantee anybody anything in this world right now anyway? But I mean, you know, I could guarantee you first team football every week. And thanks, you know. And then on a Friday night, you might go out and get yourself drunk and not be available on the Saturday because you can't get out of bed. You know, exactly. Um, well, you might you might go out for lunch with your wife on the Friday and. You know, you get clipped by a car as you're crossing the road. You're out for six months, you know. So any manager that guarantees a player full-time football needs to be spoken to. They really do, you know. And and that's what he did for for Lingard. He guaranteed him a starting place. I wasn't there when the negotiations happened, but I assume that might have been part of the deal, yes. Um, He's actually stated that that was part of the deal. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hope he doesn't go have any nights out then, and that yeah. it was also stated in his contract that that's the condition under which this will happen. Yeah. But I mean, the <laughs> thing is, with with a player like Jesse Lingard, and, and please don't take this as a criticism because I actually like the guy and I think he's a great player. Um, but he has got some mental health issues, and as I said, I'm not I'm not judging him on that because I have a few myself. So. Um, but he does have some mental health issues. That could stop him from turning up, you know I mean? So that's what I'm saying, you know, to guarantee somebody with a history like that of uh, guaranteed football is just wrong. You just shouldn't do it, you know? Do you think he might become complacent, Nrup? Probably. I think so. He has played every single match, I think, every single Nottingham Forest match, and he hasn't scored a goal or... Plus, he plays as a striker, so it's just, it's, it's weird. Yeah, but he's playing like the, uh, an he's eight not, and a ten role yeah, together. He's kind, of, he's kind of deeper. He's playing in a deep, deeper role, I think. Yeah, he's playing like an eight to, eight to a ten role because he's, as you say, playing deeper, but he's obviously 
capable and, and, and allowed yeah. to break forward as well. I think he's playing in a much deeper role than he was at West Ham. I could mm. see that because I, I saw, I think, at least two Nottingham Forest matches already. Mm. And, and, and uh, I, you know, to give credit where credit's due, I think he was used correctly at West Ham. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, and to be fair, he wanted to play for David Moyes. And yeah. therefore, you know, he did what he did. You can't, you know, I would never complain about that. I, the only thing I have any complaints about is the aftermath once he'd gone back. I didn't yeah. think that was handled too he well by him or his boys. Mm. Nope. No, I just wanted to say that the moment Ronaldo arrived and other star boys and other expensive signings arrived, I think he just got greedy and yeah, he just wanted to be one of those big names, the Galacticos or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ronaldo, I think it's time to talk about Manchester United, Leontes. So um, you have come at the point when Manchester United actually managed to turn it around because they got zero points from their first two matches and it, it really looked dire, especially considering that their next match was going to be against Liverpool at home. Historically, a match that they had in which they had been thrashed before. So yep. that, looked, that looked like a real problem in coming. But in the end, you managed to win that match. And now uh, another win under your belt. Um, against, uh, who was this? Southampton. Southampton, Southampton yeah. away. Yeah, you, you beat Southampton away 1-0. I actually did see that match. So, Leontes, um, how, did you see that? how did you see it yourself? Um, I think the Southampton match wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. I think they didn't play as, uh, you know, they didn't show the same intensity they showed against Liverpool but I think they played quite well against Liverpool to be honest I think I think Ten Hag understood the assignment very very well yeah he knew what he had to do and I think some people are criticizing Ten Hag for not using Ronaldo hmm. but I think what he's doing now is something that I actually wanted Solskjaer to do as well you know pick a team and play that team several times and leave Maguire on the bench so that's hmm. you know and I definitely, you can definitely see the influence uh, that not picking Maguire has on the team, especially in, at the back. You know, you can see that they're they're stronger. There are no mistakes. De Gea is playing, you know, the way we want him to play. I think that's an important choice. And I really hope. I mean, it's it's a bit sad, but I hope he takes away the captaincy, and he makes um, I think Fernandez or Ronaldo even for the rest of the season captain. If then, you know what. Yeah, you know what, Leontes? Like, I I don't feel sorry about Ronaldo, but I kind of feel sorry. I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for Maguire a little bit after everything he has been through, all the bullying. I know he has been poor. Like, there's no denying about that. Like, he has been, has been really poor. But like, it went a bit too far with the fans and with the. It's yeah. al it, it almost became like a witch hunt, didn't it? Yeah, but then again, you know, it's different. Because he was 80 million, he was, you know, he was, he, he sometimes, yeah, he made mistakes. He made mistakes you don't make at this level. I mean, he's slow, but that's fine. You know, everybody is some, some defenders are slow. That's just how it is. And he did some good things, but then he didn't show the level that he shows when he's playing for England. 
And I think we but, see this, we, we saw the same with Jesse Lingard, who, who didn't turn up when he had to turn up. And I think that's a different reason, but then still. Okay. Well, the question is, Leontes, yeah, the question is, is this his fault that he cost 80 million? And is this no. his fault he was played every single week, despite being in a poor form? Is it, is it his fault that he was always picked? You know, no. like, sh 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 no. shouldn't this be the manager doing this? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think Solskjaer had to make some changes there as well. He had to... I don't know why Maguire became captain. There's no logical explanation for that. So I think maybe if he didn't have that burden, and maybe yeah. if he didn't, if he weren't the captain, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been in the spotlight that much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think... A part of the contributing factor as to why he was chosen for the job is that he's an England international. He's probably one of the more senior players in age groups, uh, you know, among the players that would have been considered for that, with the exception of Ronaldo. I mean, there isn't anybody older than Ronaldo, is there? Um, but, um, you know, he, he, I think he got the job purely and simply because of him being an England international. Um, and he has got some leadership qualities about him. You know, he, mm. he, he can holler and scream at the guys around him like the next man can. So I think you yeah, probably the, give him the, the problem job becomes, on The problem becomes, Clive, is that once you, are, you know, and he knew he was not putting in the right level of performances, the moment you know you, you are not doing it yourself, then you lose that credibility yeah. and... You can no longer shout at those teammates of yours because you know yeah. how can you shout at someone or how can you criticize someone when you yourself are not leading mm. by example? You know what and I mean. And you're, you're the one making the mistakes. I think yeah. that's yeah. something that that that's yeah. def definitely you know puts the stamp on on his previous season. He made the mistakes. Yeah, and Even you know, who, who in, in their the right game. mind is? Yeah, who in their right mind is going to go to their boss and say, look? I'm actually not capable of being the captain. Can you take yeah. that off me and just yeah. let me play? Yeah. Which is what he should have done. Yeah. Because he, all the time he's been left to play and not think about his captaincy, yeah. he's he's been okay or better than okay. Yeah. You know, but since he's been made captain, he's got quite a burden on his shoulders and I don't yeah. think he can cope with it. That's the right word, burden. I wanted to use exactly the same word. It mm. it, it just... Yeah, and how would it look if he, if he sort of admitted, I can't do this, guys? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it so sort of make him look weak, Nrup? You know, so I understand why he didn't do it, right? What do you think, Nrup? I think, considering the situation, I think that would make him stronger, you know, rather than just acting as a captain. Hmm. Interesting. I think that will make yeah. him stronger because that's what sportsmanship is about. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad it was taken off. And yeah, I want you to ask Leontes. Uh, are we expecting any uh, exits from United? Considering now we have uh, Anthony, and then you have signed Ericsson. So I was wondering, like, what's the situation for Martial and Van de Beek? Well, I don't know what I. I was surprised that Van de Beek isn't playing as much. I think that's quite surprising because Van de Beek and Ten Hag worked together under. When he was at Ajax, so that's that's yeah. weird. So I did expect Van de Beek to play more. Um, I don't know whether Marshall is leaving because I know that Marshall had a very good preseason. I think 
And nobody's really interested in Marshall at the point, I think. Uh, he didn't have a very good spell at Valencia. I want to say Valencia. Sevilla, Sevilla. Sevilla, yeah. Sevilla that didn't go so well. He was very, he was heavily criticized um, for his time there. Um, and with a good preseason, who knows? So, and even if Ronaldo leaves, we need a new striker. I don't know why he signed Anthony. I don't know why he did that. I think that was a waste of money. But, yeah. Hmm. Well, Ronaldo was the next person I wanted to ask you about. So, what's going to happen there? You I you told me at stay. the beginning of the season, I remember talking to you about him. You told me in a WhatsApp message that you you were convinced that he would stay. Are you still that convinced? Well, I, I saw a tweet <laughs> a few, I think yesterday or so, by one of the insiders who said that he's going to stay because nobody is interested in Ronaldo. You, know, you can't you can't build a team around Ronaldo. So, and I think I think it's a sign of arrogance, a bit a bit smug of Ronaldo to say, okay, we don't please play Champions League. I want to leave. Why did you sign United in the first place? Why did you join if you if that's your attitude? Yeah, because they were where were you playing in the Champions League when he signed? No, yeah, last yeah. year you weren't. You weren't. No, we were out already. No, he played in the Champions League. He played against Atletico Madrid. Oh, last they season. Were, yeah? They were yeah. out. They lost. They lost the game yeah. against Madrid. My bad. My bad. So you could say that this was the only reason he came then. <laughs> yeah, but then you know, I mean, if he stays for this season. He still has one season to go, I think. I think he signed for three years. So, you know, we could still end up in Champions League next season. How how would the how or, would the, or you could end up in the championship next year? Oh, we could end up in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it has the same prefix, champion yeah. something, you know. So <laughs> oh, um, West Ham could quite easily end up down there as well, you know, the way this season's been going. But uh I think I think um far too much emphasis has been put on the Ronaldo situation. Yeah. He's mm. he's great in his day, but his day's gone. He's 38 years old nearly. Mm. Um, you know, if he was a, you know, a horse, you'd put him out of pasture, wouldn't you? You wouldn't keep riding him until he's felt 40 years old, you know. So uh, I know he, he feels like he can still contribute, etc. But It's too he? much of a sacrifice, isn't it? Like the thing is, like on the one hand, he does score goals. Uh, wasn't he the top goal scorer last season or one of the top goal scorers? Don't know. Don't at know. at United, Leontes? Oh, at United, uh, probably, yeah. Let's see. He had, no, he had, oh, he had seven champions. He had seven goals in the Champions League, six in the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Yeah. He had, well, it, it, uh, it, seemed, it seemed to me like he was scoring on a regular basis. So uh, he, had, he had some arguments like to present but um what so Nrup, you don't think that it's a luxury for united to keep ronaldo on bench then no i don't think so i think he's not ronaldo ronaldo anymore you know he's he's one of the senior players like how rooney was during his last season for united and yeah just counting his days on his last legs <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's weird. I think he should take the opportunity he has at United to play, you know, some games, maybe some some interesting games, maybe against Manchester City. 
who knows? Maybe he can play against Manchester City and make make us win. Who knows? Hmm. So, and I I do understand Ten Hag as well because he wants to build his own team. He wants to see yeah. what works, what doesn't yeah. work, what doesn't work. So it hmm. makes sense that he doesn't choose Ronaldo all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least he he comes on as sub, and often he comes in half time. So like it, he he keeps getting a lot of minutes, in my opinion. He's just yeah. not the first a first choice striker anymore. Yeah. So what what do you think is going through his head, Clive? If you were Ronaldo right now, yeah, try to put yourself in his shoes. Yeah. How would you feel? What 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 would be the best move for you? What would you want to do? Well, if I had my mindset and I was Cristiano Ronaldo, is that what you're yeah. asking? <laughs> I, I would have retired last season. Yeah. No, I would. I mean, the okay. thing is, okay, I, I, I was stupid enough to carry on playing a really low level of football until mm. I was 52. And that was stupid because like, between the ages of 35 and 52, I had probably had more injuries than the entire premiership have had. But... <laughs> um, but, you know, the thing is, you need to know. If you're a professional, which I clearly wasn't, but if you're a professional, you should know when your time is up. I mean, yeah. that's why I admire, and, and I know I'm going back to a West Ham player, but that's why I admire Mark Noble so much because mm-hmm. he stated at the beginning of the last season, this will be my last season playing football. Yeah. Um, I want to retire on my own terms. I want to retire from the game. I don't want the game to retire me. And I think that's a, a brilliant attitude for any footballer to have, regardless of whether you wear the armband or you're in a goalkeeper's shirt or even if you're just cleaning the boots for the other players. It doesn't matter. That's the sort of attitude you should have. You should be, I want to be in control of my career and I don't want my career ended by something beyond my control. Hmm. You know? Um, and, and that's why, I, as I said, I admired Mark Noble's decision. Um you know, Alan Shearer, likewise, he said, I'm going to retire from the game before it retires me. Um, and I think, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo is just a little bit too vain to do that. Hmm. You know? And I think it's a, it's a pity because imagine him retiring while he's at United. Imagine the respect he would get from everybody and the the ovation he would get from ev- everybody. Of course. Um, He's tarnishing his own legacy by by behaving like this, basically. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, he has this, he said this thing where he said, I'm going to say something in a few weeks and blah, blah, blah. So who knows what will happen? We only have two, three days, right? Before the end of the. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's on Thursday or something. And also, you know, you've got the other thing you must consider is that his wife lost a child this year. Yeah. And that has got to be devastating to anybody and not you know i'm not particularly keen on cristiano ronaldo i mean as as a footballer absolutely second to none as a giver to charity and what he does for underprivileged people absolute top draw take your hat off to him he's a fantastic guy for that on the pitch he's a prima donna and i find him a bit of a cry baby and i'm really not keen on that but for him to have gone through what he and his what partner have gone through, losing the child, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it can't have been easy for him, and it must have had some kind of effect on the way he's playing. 
and that may also have a, a, you know be a reason why the team aren't selecting him for the 90 minutes every week you know because they're giving him the chance to you know do what he needs to do and and uh, you know overcome what he needs to overcome so but uh, I think you know I think this is where he should start thinking about announcing his retirement from the game mm. as a player love to see him in management or something you know he'd yeah. probably more likely be a decent agent if i'm honest yeah i can't see him as a, as a manager myself but guys i think we will leave it there for this segment and let's uh present our heroes of the week and we're gonna start with Nrup. so who is your hero of the week uh, Nrup? I'd have to go with uh, Gabriel Magalesh, our defender, and the way he, the way he came back from that mistake. I think that was quite heroic, and he gave us the, the winner. Yeah, I think I think he deserves it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fair enough. Uh, uh, he bounced back really well, I have to say, and uh, you could see like how the team stuck by him, how they backed him up. When it happened, and then the, the crowd—it was—it was a great story, wasn't it? You—you mm. you make a was, horrible yeah. mistake, and then you score the winning goal. That's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's amazing, right? You redeem—you redeem yourself like that. Yeah. Okay, Leontes, who is your hero of the week? I'm gonna go with Malasia, the young defender. Um, I think he's done an excellent job. He's played very well against Liverpool, a bit less against Southampton, playing like that against Liverpool. I think he covered Salah, right? I think that, yeah, he did. And that's just excellent to do that in that way during that game. That's why he's my hero this week as well. Okay. Five, you go next. Graham Potter. He's done an excellent job with Brighton over the last couple of years or so. And this week he showed that, you know, he's not letting up. They have 10 points now. I know, I know. And for me, Graham Potter, hero of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They beat beat Leeds 1-0 at home. Pascal Gross scoring his third goal of the season. Yeah, they beat us 2-0 the week before. Yeah. They beat Manchester United as well, didn't they? They did indeed, yeah. 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 Difficult matches at the beginning of the season, and they have 10 points out of 12 possible points. They have the same yeah. number of points as Manchester City. Crazy, yeah? Yeah. Seagulls uh, are they, really flying. They might have half the goals, but they've got the same number of points. <laughs> all right. Well, you've all had very interesting picks. I'm going to be a little bit boring. I'm just going to give the Hero of the Week title to Haaland. <laughs> for scoring his first hat-trick in the Premier League. Uh, we didn't have to wait very long time for that, right? Did we? So he, he now has five goals under his belt. The top goal scorer surpassed uh, Rodrigo. Six goals, actually. Is it six? Oh, yeah, he got no. two against us. Oh, no. He's he unstoppable. got two against us, one of them being a penalty. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he's unstoppable now. So... Um, just the way the manner in which he scores those goals like he's a bit of a flat flat track flat track bully isn't he 
yeah, he's an old school striker, you know, much in the vein of the old guys like Malcolm McDonald and, you know, Peter Osgood and those kinds of players, you know, if you can't win the ball, you bully the bugger off it and you, and you get the ball. That's how you play. That's how an old 80s, 70s style striker would be. And, and that's exactly what Harlem's like. You know, yeah. I've seen him in the flesh and he is a mountain of a man. Yeah, he's huge. I definitely think I, I told you, um, Zenek, that I think Solskjaer should have gotten him at United. Yeah, instead of Ronaldo. Yeah. He's also very unpredictable whenever he has to give an interview in a post post match. <laughs> I haven't but, seen or heard any of those yet, actually. Because the reporters, they always fear that he's going to swear or say something oh, right. controversial or something like that. You never know what yeah. he, he's going to say. So, All right. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, villains of the week. Okay, so who wants to go first? I can, if you like. Yeah, go, uh, go for it. Okay, so my villain of the week is Harry Kane. Oh, why? He, he, he missed a penalty. Goal. He had oh. a penalty saved. So he's my. he should have had a hat trick. The fall. He's my villain True. of the week. True, but you should give credit to <laughs> Dean Henderson, the right, Nottingham so Forest keeper, because not only did he Agreed. save a penalty against um, Harry Kane, but he saved a penalty against Declan Rice <laughs> before as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I That's think he would have got my that week as well. Sorry, yeah. Clive, can you repeat that? Sorry, I said he probably would have been my villain of the week last week. Well, when we played them. <laughs> well, yeah. No, he, he done very well, Henderson, but uh yeah. yeah. Mm. Harry Kane but just he, doesn't miss he's, penalties. He's he is loaned from Manchester United, isn't he? Loaned Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's putting in a real shift at Nottingham Forest right now. So. I think he even wanted to leave for good because he felt that he won't he's able he isn't able to compete against David De Gea. Yeah. Well there was actually a rumor that if we couldn't sign Alphonse Ariola that we were going to go for Henderson. He was one of our backup choices. Hmm. Clearly he is a good keeper. Oh great. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Definitely. I think yeah. uh, Arsenal have picked up the the, the best keeper last season, Ramsdale. I think he's been absolutely exceptional. Yeah, well, he also let let another great keeper go, Martinez, who was also amazing for us. So, yeah. interesting, interesting moves in the world keeper world keeper realm. So, yeah. Nrup, who is your villain of the week? Uh, I think I'll go with Conor Gallagher, if that's the <laughs> yeah. pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, I think those that. I think he got two yellow cards in the span of what thirty minutes, and that maybe I think that even made Chelsea time. suffer a lot. Yeah, they were just yeah. they had those desperate two goals from Sterling. If not for that, they were struggling. Yeah, I think that's a really big win for Chelsea because they were yeah. down to ten men so early in the first. I think it was in the thirtieth something minute. Thirtieth something, yeah. Yeah, and that's just too early. And then Leicester are so poor right Leicester have been so poor they are lucky this happened against Leicester in my opinion mm, yeah but that's yeah. that's like I think a great choice Gallagher yeah um okay um is it just me or Leontes have you 
No, um, I have to say, I, I'm going to go for Scott Parker. I think, you know, that was a terrible performance and he should have done something else, something different. So, yeah, I'm going to put him as villain of the week. Okay, then. And my villain of the week has to be Salah. Uh, Mohamed Salah. Max says, one interesting thing didn't happen, though. Salah didn't score. How can you not score? You are the, the highest paid player, right, at Liverpool. You are the best player of the Premier League, arguably, okay, with, alongside Kevin De Bruyne, let's say. Mm -hmm. And you, your team wins 9-0. You play 90 minutes and you don't get a single goal. Your or team assist. Wins, let me repeat that. I think, your team, I think your team wins nine nail. Your team wins nine nail. You don't get a goal or an assist. How is that even possible, Nrup, What what are you saying? I think I think someone paid him lots of money uh, so that people they were betting on him and also because of FPL. <laughs> I think you're probably I, right. I saw him. I saw He's him your villain because you were in his. Yeah, it was me. Okay. It was me because I sold him before this match. <laughs> I've never had him in my team, so yeah. Good, I, I actually sold him because I had the wild card because I've been playing so badly. Um, let's talk about F FPL quickly then. So obviously, Salah not getting any returns was the the highlight of this FPL game week absolutely was mm -hmm. because a lot of lot of managers just captain him by default he's not even in my team so i was happy although my captain was Je jesus who got only one point so <laughs> not a good yeah. choice either how did you guys do i took my captaincy off jesus this week actually uh, let, me just, let me just quickly grab my phone one second you made the right choice I'm right not doing so well, to be honest, but I, I don't fully understand everything yet. So it's your first FPL season, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Same here. And it was my first game that I took it seriously. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. I, 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 yeah. I took my uh, captaincy off of Jesus. And as you say, he only got the one point this week. And I put yeah. it on to Alanson Maximan. And he got me 18 points, so yeah. I'm well happy with that. You know, that's he got a, nine a, and doubled up, so... That's yeah. a bit of a punt, giving it to San Maximum. Not many people would do that. Yeah, but, you know, who were they playing? Um, Wolves, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, it was Wolves. And I actually thought that Newcastle would win that, if I'm yeah. honest. Well, he scored the equaliser, so you made What that. a goal that was. Did you see it? No, I, I heard it was a cracker. I need to find it online. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if you go onto YouTube and just type in Premier League highlights, it will come up. And I promise you, it's... I will, I will. It's a beauty. If you don't message me later on about that goal, then you haven't watched it. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all I can say, Janet, because, okay. uh, you know, okay. I know what you're, you're going to be like. You're going to actually look at that and go, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to message wow. you for sure. I bet you do. Yeah. So you can see, you can see, guys, that I, I had Haaland up front, so that he gave me 17 points, and then obviously 
Alexander Arnold, Trent Alexander Arnold, 17 points from defense. That's because he scored a goal and I think produced one assist as well and got a clean sheet and two bonus points as well. Yeah, but I got 65 points, which was all right, but I expected a bit more considering I wild carded. So mm. I played my wild card. I only and got 50. You got only 50, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. it was about time I started doing better. So this is our league. This is Teachers Danek League. You guys can obviously join. Uh, there is a link in the description of this video that you can you can put in and then you can join our league. Um, so as you can see, I'm in the 14th place. Not not very convincing start for me. <laughs> I've dropped down in your league as well this week. Mm. I've dropped down to 10th. I was in yeah. first place, wasn't I? I, I don't know. But I'm only... No, I was in second, I think. But I'm only 15 points behind you, so that's not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 31, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm at least I think 20. I did a good job. Like I wasn't even paying attention to the first three games because I was traveling, and then I got a bit serious for this week because I had some good 83 internet. points. And wow! Yeah, I, I did score eighty-three points, and I was really surprised. Although I did yeah. mess it up with uh, my captain, vice captain. That's I bought massive. De Bruyne. That's massive. Yeah, I wasn't eighty-three good. points. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Imagine if you'd have had Luis Diaz as your captain on the day then. <laughs> He scored yeah, 14 huh? points as it was. If you'd yeah. have had him as your captain, you would have got 28 points for him. Mm -hmm. Shall we look at Nrub's team? This is Nrub's team. Yeah. He does have Luis Diaz. Yeah. Ruben no, Diaz. Right. And Luis, Luis Diaz both. Yeah. You, you, you have all players whose name is Diaz then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should also get El Saka. Yeah. Saka isn't producing points. Odegaard got some nice points this week then. Zuma yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, and I'm, I'm planning to keep He has been quite pitch, good. This is Leontes' mm. team. You have Ronaldo as a as your captain, Leontes. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 You put in too much trust in him, I guess. Yeah. Wow, you should have had Firmino on instead of him. Wow. Bernardo, that's good. Twenty-two oh, you points. Don't... Oh no, you have tw you have Firmino on bench. Points. You missed out on Leontes. He <laughs> got unlike... two points for sixty-eight wow. minutes. Eight points for a goal. Nine points for an assist. And uh, three bonus oh, no, points. No, he got three assists. Sorry. And got yeah. nine points for that. You got two goals, eight points for that, and three yeah. bonus points. Yeah, he it's scored a big... 28 points. 22. 22, 22. points, sorry. 22. 22. So imagine um, imagine you played in, Yeah. He would be a, in a different yeah. in a different region with this. Okay. And Clive's team. Let's take a look quickly at your team, Clive. Yeah. You scored 50 points. Yeah. Yeah, your strikers didn't turn up. No, no, they didn't. Um, and Zinchenko you know, got injured. I did yeah. put Rice on the bench as well. Yeah, Zinchenko got injured. Yeah. Um, so they've replaced him with Johnny instead yeah. of Connor Cody. 
Yeah. Johnny only scored two points and Connor Cody got eight. So I was a bit fed up with that. Right. Um, but yeah, I took off Rice and put Sam Maximan on. And I think I was kind of justified in doing that, really, because, you know, Sam Maximan scored over double the points that, sorry, yeah. one and a half times the points that Rice scored. Also, you made the up. same mistake as me. You didn't play Sanchez. <laughs> I also had Sanchez on bench. And yes. I played Ederson instead. <laughs> mm. I played Ramsdale, you know, and he, yeah. and although he had a good game, um, he still only scored two points, bless him. Mm -hmm. Van Dyke got 12, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 50 points, it's not great, but, you but know, it's only week four. You know what's our consolation, Nrup? That Carl, what? Carl, who is an Arsenal fan, he was on the last week's show he's in the lead right now oh. so at least we have an arsenal wow. fan in the lead <laughs> nice yeah, to we'll meet have, you we'll nice to, to meet you his, his team's name <laughs> we'll have to change that he he, he kept in holland yeah, of course, wow. yeah i should have done the same to be honest if i had done the same i would have more points than carl but no yeah didn't, didn't do that gave it to jesus captain harland and got 34 points for it <laughs> still he has less points than me four points but yeah wow okay max no. max says he was disappointed and sold salah but i will yeah. be more disappointed if he starts scoring next game week speaking yeah. of which guys you only have today and tomorrow for for the for your for picking up picking your team because yeah it, the, there is a midweek there's a midweek um, game week there is, yes. So there are matches. There are matches starting on Tuesday, then Arsenal. I know Arsenal West Ham are playing on Wednesday. What yeah, about Manchester United? Miller. On yeah. Thursday. Okay, Manchester Thursday. United on Thursday. So there will be some interesting matches to see as well. Uh, okay, so I think that's all from us today. I just want to remind everyone that... Um, in a few days, I will be recording the Language Corner video, which is a new series uh, where I explain vocabulary. You know, last season, I would explain the vocabulary as we talk to our guests, but this time I've changed the format and I record separate videos. So you guys can uh, look forward to that. And uh, thank you very much to our, to our guests for... Uh, for your fantastic insight about your teams. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. Thanks for having us. Likewise, mate. Sorry, I was late. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll get the fine. It's it's in the, you know, in the club regulations. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll tell you later. It's in the hands of the solicitors now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. And thanks, everybody, okay. for watching. Give us a like, by the way, if you like this video. Yes. And don't Cheers. forget to subscribe to the Good channel. Books. Absolutely. Bye now. Thanks. Take care, guys. Let's Bye. Bye-bye.